It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado, taking your calls, taking your questions, being open to the Holy Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit, and encouraged to to discover what the Father has for us today as we take your calls, as we take your questions and answer them, Um, and just being open to what uh, the Lord wants to accomplish through this radio broadcast. And it is a, it's a good thing to be able to come together on the radio. Uh, not, not everybody has that platform or that opportunity uh, to talk about the things of God or answer or ask questions in a way that can be answered. And I'll do my best. Don't always have the answers, um, but we'll, we'll search the scriptures together. We'll pray together. So the number to dial is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Text me. 720-336-0897. Uh, that's a text line only, but we can fill um, we can fill the the show when we're when we don't have anybody on on the phone. You can we'll come to the we'll come to the text questions. And all you guys on Hope FM, welcome, welcome, welcome. You've been with us for a long time. I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly when we started, but you've been with us for a long time. And I, hey, Frank, just a heads up. I'm getting a, I got a text that says I don't sound clear on the radio or on, on, uh, on, online. 303-690-3000, uh, Even if I can't, uh, I don't know how long you guys have been on the line, on, on line with us, Hope FM, but remember, you guys hear the show one week. You have one week in uh, delay. So you guys here in Colorado, uh, you guys hear it uh, live, and you guys in on Hope FM Network, you hear it one week delayed. But you can call during the show, and uh, you will be on the air uh, live. You just need to, you'll ju- and you'll just hear yourself in Hope FM the following week. Uh, so you, it's okay. Even though it is a delayed broadcast, you can call in, and we will get you online. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls, taking your questions. All right, let's see what's next. Let me just tell Frank that it improved. It improved. So thanks, you guys, for your patience. 303-690-3000. Uh, we've got, right away, we've got someone on line one from Colorado Springs. Hannah, welcome to the program. Yes, hello, how are you? Good, Hannah, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. Um, I just wanted to tell you how encouraged I am by listening to you on my way to work every morning, and I love that you're not trying to protect anybody's feelings, that you're just really <laughs> speaking from the Word. Well, I'm, so. I'm grateful for that. Uh, that's, you know, I, that's the only way I know how to teach, and so I'm glad that, uh, that it comes across uh, genuine and real, and the Holy Spirit uses it. It, it yeah, it, the Holy Spirit absolutely does. Um, I go to Calvary here in Colorado Springs, Calvary Worship with Al Pittman. Oh yeah, 
And um, it's just hard to find any other pastors that really do speak the word. So I just thank you for that. And God is using you. And um, I just appreciate it. So. Yes. Incredible. Well, thanks, Hannah. Of course. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Here's a question. Uh, just came through on text. Is, is the upcoming solar eclipse, eclipse signs of the return of Christ? I don't think so. Although every YouTube video... Um, and television program uh, and all kinds of things are making a big to-do, just like they did the blood moons. Remember that? Uh, God does use signs in the, in the heavens. I'm not, I'm not denying uh, the fact that he does. And I'm also not denying that the solar eclipse could be used of the Lord. But so many people are so confident. I, I don't know why they haven't um, said, just come out and said, I was wrong on the blood moons and I should stop this. Uh, and start sharing the gospel. But I don't think so. Um, I think there's a lot of other things happening that point to the return of Christ. Uh, the biggest thing is, happened many years ago in 1948 when Israel became a nation. That's huge. That is huge. It's miraculous. And I read an article. I sent it to our missionaries in Israel. I read an article recently that is entitled... Let me see if I can find it here. I, I don't want to quote it wrong. You guys will not believe this. Uh, you will not believe this. I'm telling you. Uh, I mean, you probably will, being from Colorado. Um, but let me see if I can find it. Um, hers a cow. That's our last name of our... Check this out. Frank, you will not believe this. Here's the title of the article. Can Medical Marijuana Revive Israel's Kibbutz, kibbutz Movement? The kibbutzes are going to start to grow cash crops of marijuana. And it's starting, just like it started here, medical marijuana, uh, so that the, the gates will open up wide. And Larry made a good point. Uh, he was joking. He, wrote, he responded back to me. Uh, he made a good point. He said, uh, and I'll quote, I know God said he was going to bring all the Jewish people back to Israel, but just didn't think he would do it that way. So it was, he was being joke. It was a joke. However... You know, the, the liberalism and the secularism of what's happening, not just in the United States. We get very myop, myopic uh, in our country, and we have been, we, we have been uh, indoctrinated, if you will, that the world uh, surrounds, the world revolves around the United States. That's not true. The epicenter of God's dealings on the planet Earth and the world today, the universe, is Israel, Jerusalem. And the world doesn't revolve around the United States. And so because we live in the United States, we deal with the stuff, our own politics and all of that. We think everything's about us, and it's not. Uh, the world is about Jesus and, and Messiah, Yeshua, who gave his life for you and for me. And uh, we need to keep our eyes open to more than just happening in our own, um, in our own backyard. And we need to be faithful in our own backyard. Don't misunderstand. We need to be good citizens but we also need to remember that we are citizens of heaven. That's our first citizenship. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. By the way, if you're looking for uh, an app, I asked one of our missionaries, and we also have another couple living in Israel from our church, uh, Brian and Carmen. I I sent them the same article, but I haven't gotten a response yet back from them. Uh, let's see. If you're looking for an app that's a good uh, app 
on your on your phone. I only have it for an iPhone. I don't know if it's on that other type of phone that's out there. What's that other kind of phone? Non Apple. Uh, it's called Israel Israel News, and it is you find it by searching in your app store Israel News, and let me let me just look. And this is where I saw the article. So just so you know where my sources are. And I want you to have these sources. You don't need to wait for me to tell you things that are going on in Israel. You can learn for yourself. And this was recommended to me by Brian Brill. Uh, and it is having a hard time finding my purchases. So let me just tell you where to search for it so you know. It's, a, it's one of those aggregating apps where it looks up. And it has some ads in it, but you, you can get over it. And you could pay to get the ads taken out. Israel News by News Fusion. Uh, so if you search Israel News by News Fusion, um, you can download it. It's free. It aggregates the news for free. It just has some ads, but you can pay to have the ads taken out. 303-690-3000 is a number. Let's move on to our next line. Luke is calling from Firestone, Colorado. Luke, welcome to the program. Thanks, sir. Uh, I just had a question on... I had a friend tell me about the fig tree prophecy. Okay. I know it's Luke 21. I don't know where else in the Gospels it is. I know it's in a couple other ones as well. But do you know, is that a prophecy where it's tying the two scriptures together of the fig tree blooming and this generation shall not pass away? Yeah, in Luke 21, uh, verse 29, we're given insight from Jesus. He spoke a parable to them. So we know it's a story that is cast aside truths, and it says, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they're already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Uh, And so we know that we know that biblically the fig tree is a representation of Israel. Uh, we know that that's a, a picture of Israel, and one of the common one of the common interpretations of Luke twenty one is that the the budding of the fig tree would correspond with uh, the nineteen forty eight you know the regathering and the establishment of Israel. Uh, and then the question is, okay, so then what generation? Uh, is he referring to exactly? Is it the generation? Um, well, there's a couple options. Uh, is Jesus talking about the generation that's standing in front of him? Uh, because that generation has come and gone. Uh, is he talking about the generation that sees the budding of the fig tree? Uh, that he sees that, that the budding of the fig tree is, you know, as they're already budding and they, then they, they come, you know, it, it comes into blossom. And then, when you're starting to see these things happening, you know it's pointing you to the soon return. Um, you know, there's been much debate on that passage for many, many years. Uh, but most of the common, um, most of the common defi- uh, definitions of the fig tree was the budding of Israel. So, what are your thoughts? Then, is which generation do you think it is? You know, I think that there. I think it's a generation that is either the one we're in now or still one future. Uh, and the, when, you, when you see the symbolic, um, when you see the symbolicness of the fig tree, trying to nail down the, the generation, 
because we haven't seen all things come to pass yet, we know it wasn't the generation that was standing in front of him at the time. Right. Um, and because you and I haven't seen um, all things considered, uh, you know, I mean, all things come together yet, we can possibly be that generation. And then if we're not, uh, then we're not. I know Pastor Chuck used to teach it was the generation that saw uh, Israel b- blossom in 1948. And now if you use the year 40 or even 60 for a generation, um, we've passed those numbers. So Pastor Chuck wasn't right. Um, and, and so we're, we're waiting to find out what, gen- what that generation is. Okay. That was your, my next question is, how does the, the Bible define generation? Is that, you know, from father to son? You know, I think that, I think that uh, I, I need to look it up just to see. I thought that the generation was. Uh, let me see here. Um, generation could be. Oh man, let me see. I thought it was forty or sixty. I don't know why that number comes to mind. Uh, third, even here's a suggestion on an article: thirty years. Um, but I think it was 30 or 40. I, th- I thought it was 40 or 60. Um, but Could it not mean just that generation, the people that were born during that time would not pass away? I mean, that, that would give us another 30 years, supposedly. Possibly. I mean, I, I, think, I think that's a, you know, the generation is a, um, any particular generation could be longer or shorter depending on the longevity of the people. So I think, uh, as I'm thinking now, you know, thinking out loud with a question like this, uh, that People are living longer now, so generations can be expanded um, a little bit longer. I'm gonna let me see, um, let me see if I can find it one more place, really quick here as I'm talking. So tell me what your friend was telling you. What what did how the conversation come up? Oh, just in that that was his thought was that uh, 1948. That that's roughly. An individual right now born in that year would have been 70. And so um, seeing a clock of roughly no more than 30 years left. Generations, I don't have, I don't see, I don't have it noted down. This generation, Luke, oh, maybe I'm in the wrong place here. Sorry, I was looking in the wrong place. Come on, Ed. Live radio is so much fun. Because you just don't know. It's so good. It, it, it's such a good thing to do. Uh, and I encourage pastors, you know, especially when the guys get a chance to fill in or I, I get to train some of the guys here, to, to really, it's very intimidating. Um, and and it's, it, deal, it deals a death blow to pride in things because, you know, sometimes you have to admit, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I have an idea, but I don't quite know. And then those listening in have to accept that, man, it's okay. Pastors don't know everything. Um, and yeah. they've been telling us that forever, but I'm looking at one more place and, and I don't have it noted, uh, how long a biblical generation is. Let me see if I can find one more thing. Um, well, even if you can't get to it on this show, I'd certainly appreciate you maybe in a week or so letting us know what you've found or what you think. Well, here's, okay. So, so here's, here's some, here's some other thoughts. What, so I asked the question, what generation is it? The, so here are some options and this is what you do in inductive Bible study. Uh, you ask questions and you try to answer them from the text. So here are some possibilities, and I mentioned some of them. Is it the generation that sees the fig tree bud? That's 1948. Is it the generation that sees signs unfolding? Is it the generation uh, that Jesus was speaking of in that day? 
Uh, and and so that the third the third one that I added is it the one that sees signs unfolding, not necessarily the focus on the fig tree, but what happens after the fig tree. Uh, and you know, with prophecy, it's just one of those things where we cannot force an interpretation into a passage. It's one of those things where we have to allow the ambigu- ambiguity to be what it is, because Jesus told us a story, and and even a story that's a little bit more forthright, like the prodigal son. Um, what, there's three characters in the pro, in the in the in the story, the parable of the prodigal son, right? There's the father, and there's the son, the prodigal son, and who's the third character? The father. The father and the prodigal son. There's a third character in that story. You remember who? Oh, he, the brother. It's the brother, the other son. So, who's the focus of the story? Well, the focus of the story is the um, prodigal son. Are you sure? You sure it's not about the loving father? As far as time is concerned, no. But you're right, it might be. Or the other son? Is it about the pride of the other son? And and so, I only say that, not not that we're going to come up with an answer today, I just say that because when Jesus taught parables, even something so straightforward like the prodigal son still leaves room to say, okay, Jesus. I mean, we weren't there. Say, hey, like the disciples. Now you understand where the disciples come. We don't know what he means. (laughs) Right. Um, So those are the three options I came up with. 1948, is that the one, the generation that saw Israel bud? Is it the generation that, that was listening to him in that day or was it the generation of the signs unfolding, um, and and the, the deeper signs toward you get toward the end, um, and I I lean I lean toward the signs unfolding. Okay, all right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Great question. Thanks for asking. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Let's move right on to line number three. Is Jesse in Aurora, Colorado? Jesse, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Yeah, I have a question for you. So, I, you know, you hear a lot of people say, God will never give you more than you can handle. From my understanding, um, and from what I understand in reading, a lot of people reference 1 Corinthians, if I'm not mistaken, with stating that it kind of references back towards that. But from my understanding, I always felt like that was really not biblical. I always felt like God always, God is actually there for us to help us do the things that we can't handle. You know, because there's things that are thrown at us in life that we really need Him, you know, the Holy Spirit to help us get through. So what's your thoughts on that? And and am I wrong on that, or is that is that biblical? I, I think you are 100% correct. This is correct. one of those Bible cliches that has taken on a life of its own that is so wrong. And I know people listening right now might might say, might say, "Come on, Ed, that's my favorite verse." Um, you know that that's that I've held on to that verse in this situation and that situation, and 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 you've held on to it the wrong way. Uh, it is not true that God will never give you more than you can handle. Um, God often gives us and allows us more than we can handle. He doesn't even trust us to breathe. He doesn't even trust us. He doesn't even give us the power to breathe. I mean, if you held your breath right now and say, well, I'm going to prove that path. I'm going to prove that pastor. I'm going to hold my breath. 
Well, when you hold your breath, you're going to faint and then your body's going to kick in and, and over, overrule your mind and you're going to start breathing again. Um, and God doesn't leave to us our heartbeat. Uh, he doesn't leave to us the function of our internal organs and um, he often allows and gives us far more than we can handle. I, I just, uh, and I forgot to give a shout out today, so this is a good question to answer and give a shout out for little Theo. I, I just did a hospital visit with my wife over at Children's Hospital. We actually did two hospital visits. And we give a shout out to little baby Quinn, who's killing it. She's a preemie and she's getting stronger and bigger and making super progress. And then we went downstairs and we visited Theo, who's had open heart surgery twice already, and he's killing it and he's ready to go home uh, finally. And, and he's strong. And, and, and here are these parents. Do you think they can handle the sickness of their, of their child? No way. Right. I mean, it's overwhelming. Right. God well, gives I, us more than we can handle and allows to us more than we can handle because that's how he brings brokenness into our life. That's right. how we learn true humility. That's how we learn contriteness. How, how else would we ever learn to rest in him, to abide in him, to trust in him when everything around us is so out of control? Um, the word of comfort from 1 Corinthians 10.13, which is the verse you, you quoted, uh, let me read it for those listening in. No temptation is overtaking you, except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will always make the way of escape that you might be able to bear it. And so some people still might, you know, they might be arguing with me in their minds like they do when I teach sometimes, and they might still yet be convinced. Well, let me give you an example. His name is Paul the Apostle. And you'll recall there was a time in his life, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. He says, Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. So something was given to him. We don't know what it was exactly, but it was very difficult, very hard, very, uh, it was so much that he couldn't handle it. You know why? You know why we know he couldn't handle it? Because he said he couldn't. Right. Verse 8, he says, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times so that he might take it away. And God did not take it away. But instead, Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And, and, and it's important for us to understand this because when things are too hard for us, with that mentality, um, because we've been taught wrong or we heard wrong or we believed wrong, we start getting mad at God. Right. And we start blaming God for sin. We start blaming God for our lostness. We start blaming God when it's not God's fault. It's sin. It's sin. We suffer because of sin and the effects of sin. So, well, I agree with you, Pastor. Just one thing. I know that when I was having the conversation with a family member about that, they were mentioning to me you know, that they had read something. Um, I think that basically we're trying to take the word. I don't know if it was Greek or what the word was. It was tempted, for sure, was the word. And, like, well, if you look up the Greek word or you look up this word, it actually, and then they kind of start to trickle back down that area, saying that it meant, you know, this, that, and the other, basically saying, yeah, going back to the, it, it's true, God, you know, never give you more than you can handle because it says, you know, it's these different, it, mean, it means this different thing, you know. So I stand strong in that, personally, um, and I do believe, um, I believe very much what you were saying, and, but I, you know, just yeah, the, the, the context of that verse, is the emphasis on what 
on what's allowed into our lives is that no temp- that God will not be blamed for us giving into temptation. There will always be a way of escape. There will always be a way out. Uh, there is Perfect. always, and, and really, you know the greatest, do you know the greatest way out in almost every single temptation? Prayer. It's the word no. Right. And, and in, you are empowered, prayer, all the spiritual disciplines, but it's the word no and resisting the devil, and he'll flee from us. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much for that, Pastor. I really appreciate your words. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000. You guys in the East Coast, call us. We'd love to hear from you. Love to answer your questions in Maryland, Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey. Uh, Would love to. You guys here in Colorado, Wyoming, Nebraska, anywhere in the world listening online at gracefm.com or on our app, I would love to dialogue with you. Let's see if we can uh, answer Jose's question, calling from Greeley, Colorado. Jose, welcome to the program. Hey, Jose, are you here? All right, we lost Jose, but we will have an open line for you. Let's see what we have on our texting line. We are, let's see what we got left here. Let's see. Let's see who's next. What is that verse again? If you're you texted during the last call, it was First Corinthians ten thirteen was the verse that the caller referenced, and and then the other verse that I used, and there's many, but the other one I used in uh, in Paul's life was Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse seven through ten. So First Corinthians ten thirteen is often the one that's used to refer to God will never give you anything more than you can handle. I mean, think of it all the way back into um, into the Garden of Eden and the difficulties in the Garden of Eden. Uh, God allowed something into Eve's life that she could not handle. Uh, that was that, that, that tree was there, and the way of escape was always available to her. It was always available, and she didn't take it. And yet, there was the heaviness of, of the difficulty of the shame and guilt and the running away, even though it was a bad choice to try to run from God. Uh, that was a heavy burden to carry, the consequence of sin. And, and, and God allowed it. And the, God allowed the difficulty in their life. Um, let's go. Uh, we'll probably have to carry this over to the next part but bob do you have a quick comment or is it a long comment calling from no, denver no it's a quick comment okay go for it and, hey um uh i just finished reading a book called half truth okay uh god helps those who help themselves not even in the bible the bible doesn't say not even in the bible yeah and uh it's, it's like uh you know it goes into things like god helps those who help themselves and uh god won't give you more than you can handle it's a great book it talks about all these things that people have taken that the Bible doesn't really say. Yes. Who's the author? Uh, I, I don't know who the author is, but the book's called Half-Truths. Okay. And, uh, boy, it's, it's great. It addresses things like that. And uh, Ed, just want to tell you, keep up what you're doing, man. Love you. And uh, I've, I've seen you grow since uh, you got to Denver about 17 years ago or 18 years ago, whatever it was. So... Keep doing what you're doing, man. Love you. Thank you, bro. I'm, I still got a lot more growing up to do, but I'm grateful for the last 18 years, man. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, I got a lot myself, too. <laughs> Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
303-690-3000 coming up on the first and only break of the show. And, and Brother Bob's right. You know, these, there's so much that is picked up on um, that is attributed to biblical or spiritual truth that is simply not. Um, and I, I don't know if it was, if it was um, who's the brother that did the kite with electricity, Benjamin Franklin? I don't know if it was Benjamin Franklin that said, God helps those who help themselves. or um, But actually what's true is God helps those that can't help themselves and realize that and cry out to him and submit. Coming up to the first break, so glad you joined us. This is Ed Taylor. We're finishing up first half of today's Calvary Live. We'll be back in just a few. Join me. Got an open line. Text line is always open. 303-690-3000. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's edition of Calvary Live. What a blessing. I really mean it when I say this. It's an honor to to be a part of a very small part of your life, uh, to be used by the Lord in in your life. It's, It's truly an honor and Uh, I'm glad that you have made Grace FM a part of your life. When we were praying for this station many years ago, uh, you know, when we first uh, came to Colorado, uh, there was a, there was a, in the early days of our ministry here, uh, when we were just planning the church, there there was a burden to reach our city uh, and reach our city with the Bible teaching from here. Like we were looking at those early days of our church and we're like, what do we have to offer this city? Uh, We don't really have much to offer um, we're not a very large congregation, not a, not a large group of people. We're meeting in a school that we rent. We barely own anything that we have. What can we give the city while God is, is assembling a people of worship around this, move, this ministry of Calvary Aurora? And it was decided in, 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 a, in a real powerful way that, that we would, um, that, and we believe that it was definitely from the Lord, was that we would put our, our teaching on the radio. And we started, um, we started on a little AM station that's still here in town, Crawford Broadcasting, 670 AM, uh, 670 AM. We started at 7 PM, uh, Monday through Friday, uh, in 2001, May 7th, 2001 is when our Abounding Grace radio broadcast started. And we took our Sunday morning services and they did the editing for us and they did a little intro with us and we started airing. I was so excited about radio ministry. Uh, I was still answering the phone uh, in my home. Uh, We had a little black phone uh, hanging on the wall and that was the church phone. We had our own home phone, but the church phone was there and I was still answering. I answered the phone for many years uh, in our home, uh, Calvary Chapel. How can I help you? I was in customer service for many years too. You know, just hey, I was so excited when people called. I still, I love, I still love mail and email and calls. But I remember uh, gathering the family around. The kids were small, and we got our radio and put it on. We didn't even have a lot of furniture in our house yet. We had just moved here a year and a half earlier, and I was there listening. It was so bizarre. It's still very weird. Probably you feel the same way uh, when you listen to your voice on the answering machine or something. It's just. Really weird to hear your own voice, but we 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 sat there on the uh, uh, I, I laid there in front of the radio, and we we're all in the front room listening to the Bible study. And I remember that Monday night, I was so worried 
because uh, we only had one phone and one, li- one line where I think we had call waiting. So we had two lines and I remember thinking, oh no, what if people call and they get a busy signal and how can we serve them and, and, and how are we going to be able to minister to them? And, you know, being on the radio and reaching, I mean, 670 has one of those strong AM signals. So it's all over the place. Like it's such a strong station uh, that they air all over Colorado and just that one station. And, and so as the, as the broadcast ended, nobody called and nobody called on Tuesday and nobody called on Wednesday. I think it was probably six or seven or eight months before we got our very first phone call from that radio broadcast. And, and God was teaching us some lessons about humility, about patience. And also I was learning a lot about radio. And one of the things, uh, the, the brother that really helped me, and if you're listening right now, thank you, Mike. Mike Treem was the pay- station manager and we would have talks and he would train me and teach me about radio. And one of the things he told me is, Ed, it takes a while for people to connect with you on the radio. It takes a while. So just be patient. Give it a year or so. And I'm like, give it a year? Like, this is huge for us. We can't give it a year. And, and he was right. It was even more than a year where we were building a relationship and a building a relationship of trust. And, and not everybody can relate to every pastor. So not everybody relates to my teaching. And that's fine. Um, that's why you guys listening to Grace FM you might have a pastor that connects with you more than another pastor. It doesn't mean that, that he's your favorite or that other pastors aren't good teachers. It just means that God uses that brother and his spiritual giftings to connect directly to you. And praise God that a Bible teacher connects directly to you. So at any rate, you know, since 2001, we learned a lot about radio. And never in my wildest imagination would uh, we ever think about owning a station. And then we went on to KRKS. Uh, Salem Station, 94.7, The Word is what they're known now, Uh, KRKS, and we went on their AM station, and then we went on their FM station, and and before you know it, uh, the Lord was was using our Bible study in a a wonderful way, uh, reaching a few people and ministering the gospel and connecting God's love with people's hearts. And, And I remember we turned a corner one day, and we just started dreaming, and we said, wouldn't it be great if we owned a station, what would we be able to do if we owned a station? And then I started doing some homework and making some phone calls and found out, oh man, radio stations are expensive and we could never do that. Never in a million years. And just limiting God and limiting, uh, you know, what, what God could do. And, and then through a series of events, uh, with our relationship with, uh, way FM who's still on the air in Denver, this was the old 89.7 was the old Way FM station. And we, um, uh, through a series of events and God's a miraculous provision within 12 months, uh, were able to purchase this station. And so for those of you listening, and I'm sure Hope FM, you guys on the East Coast, have a trim, Bill Lupkeman, and, and I know my buddy Lloyd up in, uh, Bill's my friend. He's helped us with Grace FM like you wouldn't believe. He's a radio genius. And then Robert Taylor and Lloyd up in, uh, old bridge and and all the miraculous things to get bridge uh, radio on in Manhattan. You know the stories of radio stations. It's just unbelievable God's faithfulness. And and I would just say, don't limit God. And and you are now the recipient of Grace FM, God's will for your life. Uh, you may not always agree with what's being said, and you may not always like what's being said or how it's being said. 
Uh, but the word of the Lord is the word of the Lord. And I like to put it this way. You know, somebody might email, Ed, I think you're the worst teacher, and that was a horror. I hate you. I hate what you said. Well, you know what? It's not about me. You don't have to get mad at me, although I'll be the object. But I, I look at it this way. Any response is a good response because that means you heard what I said, you understood it, and you came to a conclusion about it. You know what that means? That means the Holy Spirit is at work. Now, you know, those that want to argue for argument's sake, I don't have time for that. The Bible says for me to avoid foolish arguments, you know, to avoid foolish disputes that lead to nothing. And so if you want to press some theological thing or, you know, you want to call me an unbeliever or your theology is better than my theology, you know, go to share the gospel with somebody. Uh, Go to the hospital and visit sick kids. Uh, Go do something for the Lord. Um, That'll get you out of that funk and make you more productive for the kingdom of God. Um, so lines are full. Well, we got an open line, but let me get back to the phone lines. We're going to pick up with Ivan in Aurora, Colorado. Ivan, welcome to the program. Yes, thank you so much, uh, Pastor Ed. Uh, I talked to you. Actually, uh, you and I, I had called in, and you and I had a conversation. This is probably a little more than a year ago when you were uh, teaching the message about uh, Samson and going down the road to Timna and so forth. Yes. And so anyway, uh, I also came out to uh, visit your church. I believe it was, I want to say, earlier this year when uh, Skip Heitzig was oh, here. Yeah. What a great uh, man of God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love listening to him. And and you and uh, Pastor Dave Love as well. I love listening to the three of you. And so, so at any rate, I thought I would call in. Uh, basically, uh, between that time and this time, I have like about a hundred things I wanted to ask you about, but I've narrowed it down to one or two in this for this conversation. Okay. Okay. Uh, basically, the one is uh, what I've noticed a lot lately is um, these people who. Uh, which I just personally, I'm going to just say it the way I feel it. Uh, they're unbelievers when they come up and they say things like, oh, well, you know, Mother God and, you know, all of this stuff. And we know uh, nowhere in there does it say anything about, you know, God being one, a woman, two, being a mother or any of those, you know, to me, sacrilegious things, you know, that they come up and they say, and they're rather aggressive with it as well. And so uh, my first question to you would be, uh, what sort of uh, advice would you give as far as giving a response? Uh, Because I know me, I know what the Scripture says, that, uh, you know, as far as it goes, as far as God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, God the Holy Spirit, and that's it. That's all. Ain't nobody else included in that. That's what it is, the Holy Trinity, and so forth. So... What would be like your advice or a piece of advice to give in response to them? Well, what I like to do, what I like to do when when I meet people like this, is is your radio on at all? Uh, uh, yes. Can you, I can turn it down. Yeah, would you or please? Off. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, okay. What I like to do when with with times like this is I, I like to put it, bring it back to the Bible. If we if we're going to have a discussion about the Bible, then we really should use the Bible. So when someone comes up and says, yeah, you know, I read in the Bible the other day that God's mother, uh, or you get hit up by this false cult that 
that is loves to hang around the library and Walmart, and they love to, to strike up conversations in Starbucks. Uh, I think that they're called the uh, World uh, Mission Society of God. It's a Korean cult uh, that okay. teaches in that teaches the false doctrine of since there's a heavenly father, there must be a heavenly mother. Um, it's just rank false teaching, but. I like to take it back and say, well, so where did you read that? Uh, right. Well, I don't know. I, I read it. Well, you know what? If you can show me, then we could talk about that scripture. But until then, um, I don't. It, the Bible doesn't say that, and and you can't find anywhere that does say it. And so when you do, just come back and talk with me and see where the ant that whatever their answer to that is is going to tell you how much how much you're going to how much you're going to be able to be a part of their life. You know how much they're going to really are they looking for an argument? Are they looking for a discussion? Because if they're looking for an argument, I don't have time for that. But if they're looking for a discussion that, that I can bring in the Word of God is, is the focus of that discussion, then I'm more than willing to do that. Right. Absolutely. Because my, my position is, uh, you know, when I'm having a discussion, whether it's a, you know, brother or sister in Christ or a person who just came along and maybe they're just now born again or or they've heard some things here or there or whatever uh we can my thing is this uh you know op- uh, opinions are like thoughts everybody has them but god's word says what it says and those are his feelings his plans his thoughts his ideas and they're not up for you to you know, try and turn it and twist it and whatever. And so, like, when I'm having conversations with people, I'll take them to, especially, like, if I know where it is, uh, then I'll say, Genesis 2, 7 says thus and so. If I don't, what I tell them is, you know what, I'm going to research that, and then I'm going to text it to you or email it to you, uh, you know, exactly where I'm coming from. Because, uh, to me, it's very important. You got to rightly divide the word of truth. You got to, uh, you know, study to show thyself approved. Don't take it just because I said it. Actually, go there and look at it for yourself and study it because I could have been lying to you. You know what I mean? And so that's always my approach. And so, you know, with them, as as I had mentioned before, you know, when they try to come with that, I'm like, ah, hold up, I got to stop you right there. The the scripture says this, and. Uh, and that's where I like to, to try and keep it because we can, again, everybody can have an opinion. Well, I think this, I think that, whatever you think, what you want, the scripture says this, let's dig in. We can dig in together and study and find out and certainly talk to someone more, you know, learn it about it. If, you know, you still have questions further or, or we disagree or whatever, and we want another person's perspective. And in that case, then, I would call, you know, someone like you or whomever that, you know, knows more about the Scripture than I do. Yeah, we can and study a little bit. We, absolutely, and then we go from there. No, it's so, great. So at any rate, just Thanks, this uh, last point I wanted to touch on, and ironically, you had um, you were touching on this before the break. Okay. Uh, this thing, it, it, for me, it is like nails on a chalkboard. I cannot stand it when I... I hate when people lie on God or blame things on God. And, um, you know, and, and it's various things. Oh, God needed more babies in heaven. That's why he killed my babies, you know, because their child, you know, 
was in an accident or they died or, you know, from SIDS or just something, whatever the circumstances. I try to avoid saying anything or my personal view about what I know about what the Scripture says, that angels, angels are created beings. And do you think God got tired when he made the, all the angels that he made? He made so many that a third of them left with the devil— Hey, can I uh, can I break in? Can I break him. in? Can so I break in with you? Do, what do you think he got tired? Hey, when... hey, bro, bro, bro. Can I break yes. in real quick? Yes. I want to. I want to add some. Can I? Will you give me permission to add something to your life? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Have you ever lost a child? Have I lost a child? No. But that was also what I was going to ask you about. Okay, good. Because because you're 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 right in some in some respect. You know, we want to help people handle the Bible correctly. We want to uh-huh. disciple them. Uh, we want to correct that 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 thought that um, a child or a loved one, when they die, they become an angel. That's definitely not biblical, um, and and so I agree with you that a lot of unbiblical things come out in pain and grief, and even through false teaching. You know, it's not even doesn't even have to be the person that lost someone. It could be someone that that is trying to comfort and to help, and it it's such a messy situation. Uh, with with loss and with grief and with difficulty, um, and and so I want to add I want to add to I want to add something because because the person that that's blaming God um, may just be expressing emotion. They may I'm I'm not giving them permission to do it, but I'm also not going to um, judge them for it. I want to help them. Remember remember the book of Job um, when he he loses everything. And, and even the intimacy with his wife he loses because she was grieving and hurting so bad. She tells Job to curse God and die. It was like horrible counsel. And then his friends show up, remember? And you know the best thing that they did for Job? Are you familiar with the entire book of Job? Yes. Do you know the what's the best thing they did for Job? Um, to, to me, in my opinion, I feel like the best thing they did with, um, I would say kind of like their naysaying or whatever helped him to refocus his attention on God. Well, I'm going to suggest to you, and I would encourage you to read it over again, I'm going to suggest to you that the best thing that they did for Job is when they came and sat with him in silence for seven days. It was was when they started to open their mouths and give Uh their opinions and their ideas. You see, here's the thing about Job in the book of Job. Nobody but God and the devil knew what was actually happening. Nobody right. knew. Right. Job didn't have it unveiled to him till the very end. And the only reason the devil knew is because God used him as a tool to accomplish his sovereign purpose. But nobody knew. If that book was never written, you and I wouldn't even know what happened to the brother uh, until eternity, until it was revealed. And so as... As you're dealing with these difficult doctrines, especially as it relates, you know, as you as you use that example, and that's why I, I would have given you the same advice, but as you use the yeah. example of losing a son or losing a baby, like that's a very traumatic event. Or my friend Frank and the loss of his dad, that's a very traumatic event. And in the trauma of a hurting person, we want to learn to be sensitive. Not I'm not in any way suggesting we're not truthful at all. We need to be truthful. That's what, our, that's what we need in difficult times. But remember, Jesus came in grace. 
and right. truth. And, right. And so, right. It, you know, it takes some practice, but, but I'll tell you, it, you, you and I, we can learn to have some of the rough edges, you know, shaved off of us. We can learn to, we can learn to be able to share the truth in a way that, that the Lord uses in people's lives, but we got to be careful, bro. Well, and absolutely, Pastor Ed, and let me say this for the record. Um, I only heard, like, happened to hear, I want to say, uh, I was listening, I want to say it was last year, maybe, uh, about your situation, what happened yes. with your son, and I'm sorry Thank that you. that happened uh, to you and your wife and, you know, the rest of your family. Yes. Uh, but I, I will say this, having said all of what I said, I will say this, uh, I know or or am very familiar with what the Scripture says about speaking the truth in love. And so having said that, uh, people, the ones who have said those things, I let them have their say. I hug them and, you know, encourage them, walk alongside them, be there for them. If the conversation comes up two years from now or something like that, sure. where they're, you know, further along in terms of when they're dealing with their grief from the situation and they want to talk about it or whatever, then we could talk about it then. To me, that's not a, 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 a central thing what? that would certainly that would keep For them sure. out of heaven. Like well, this is a, a discussion of is Jesus Lord or not. I, I trust you. you. Know, that type I of trust thing. you and so believe I'm, you. I'm not that way. I, I trust you and believe you. And that's. I'm, I, that's why I would only, uh, I would only add that to you. But do me a favor. I'm gonna give you homework. Sure. We're gonna post this. We're gonna post this broadcast on our podcast. Okay. If you would download it, okay. and listen to the call. You your call, Mike. This call over again, and then call okay. me back. Okay. And let's talk about what you heard. Okay. And I because sure you know will. a lot of people listen in, and and we don't know you. You don't know me. This is how this is how relationships get built. Uh, we get to talk with one another. We get to listen with one another, and and just do that. Take a take a week. Listen to the podcast. Pray over it, and then on a what's today, Wednesday or Thursday, call me okay. back and let's okay. talk about it. I would love to be a part of your life, and I, I don't want to. I I didn't take offense at it personally, but I know this. There's a lot of people listening in uh, that are hurting and that yeah. are going through stuff, and. And and let's just talk about it. You don't have to agree with me. I'm I I still love you, bro. If you don't agree with me, but I will be faithful to tell you the truth in love. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. That, Call me back. Iron sharpens iron, and I would expect no less. Especially Thanks, bro. Coming from you. All right, man. Do it, yeah, and I'll talk right. to you soon. All right. Thank All right. you so much. All right. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. What a great show today. The Lord is using this show for his glory and his goodness. I want to go through just a few texts, some really cool stuff. Please pray for my family. My daughter is still not letting me see my granddaughter and is now planning horrible things about me to other kids. Father, I pray for this uh, sister who is not able uh, to see her granddaughter because of her daughters and the mother's uh, decisions. Lord, would you comfort her and encourage her and open a door where there seems to be no way? Um, Like that phrase, I do believe this. It's another cliche, God, but I believe it. God will open a way where there is no way. 
So I pray for our sister uh, that you would encourage her and that she would not be consumed by this part of her life, but that her focus and her life would be to glorify you and enjoy you and obey you with her life. In Jesus' name, amen. And another one is, I called several weeks ago and talked to Pastor Ed about a bad relationship between my brother and I, and God is restoring that relationship as we speak. So I want to give a praise report, and thank you for all the prayers and encouragement. Donnie from Cheyenne, Wyoming. So Donnie, let your testimony be an encouragement to Liz and other people that are being separated from their kids or their grandkids. It's a horrific thing. It is not good. Very painful. But And, and you know, maybe you're at odds with your brothers or your sisters or your parents. Lord can do miraculous things. Lord could do miraculous things. I love it, I love it, I love it. That That is an encouragement. Let's see. Uh, we are praying for, I'm not going to use the name because I don't have permission, but pray for C, a young man with gender identity issues, currently makes a living in, the, in, in a very um, bad industry. And my husband and I are ministering to him tonight. Lord, so we lift up C to you, uh, caught up in a lifestyle that is destructive to himself and to others. And specifically, he doesn't know, he, he's not sure uh, who his identity is. He's not sure who his who he is in you, uh, separated from you, and 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 not sure uh, who he is. And I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people struggle in this area more and more lately. So we pray for C, and we pray for this couple that is ministering to them, to him. Lord, be glorified, be glorified, and, and we, this. Husband uh, and this wife and husband need wisdom because they're going to get to minister him tonight. <laughs> I can't wait for the update. Can't wait to see and hear what you have done, and even in just seeds being planted in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's go over to line number. Where are we at here? We had Bob, Ivan, it's Steve now. Steve in Arvada, Colorado. Steve, welcome to the program. I am so sorry you couldn't wait, Steve. You want to talk about results after talking to you, talking to me several months ago. I can't wait to hear it. Call me back. Uh, we're going to go to Diana in Commerce City. Diana, welcome to the program. Thank you. So my question is, do suicides go to hell? I personally don't believe they do. The answer is because, no. No, because the way I look at it is that no. they say that the brain at the time is like a chemical imbalance is that correct well let, let's look at it this way let's let's look at it let's because none of us are doctors let's look at it from the bible's perspective okay i'm glad that god does not judge me by my last sin that i commit okay whether it's suicide which is sinful and anyone listening in that is considering suicide please 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 ask for help you are going down a road that is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Exactly. God will lift God will lift the darkness. God is faithful. And so I'm glad that God doesn't judge us by our last sin. He judges us by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the faith that we place upon him and there is hope in Jesus and he is reliable and uh, faithful. So trust him. So thanks for your call. I'm sorry we're out of time, Diana, coming up on the end of the program. 
But thank you, thank you. Terry, you're calling from Lone Tree. Please call back. I'd uh, love to talk to you about this. Never heard it before, the way it's typed in. Um, so call back, Terry, please. But we are out of time. Uh, we are at the end of the show. Thanks for calling, you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling. Would you just tell somebody, uh, you know, tell 10 of your friends that about Grace FM, would you get a bumper sticker or put it on your car? Um, when you hear about the Grace FM Roadshow, by the way, I meant to mention 923 Auto really took good care of us, bought us a van, our first Grace FM van. I mean, they didn't, they did buy it, but we bought it from them. So, you know, when you hear these sponsors on our, these business partners on our station, man, they're the real deal. Uh, and so thank you, 923 Automotive. Uh, you got the van. We're working on getting it wrapped. Frank has already been driving it, loves it. Is that what you're taking to the tower? Is that the van you're taking? Oh, whoa, never mind. He's not taking the van, but we're wrapping it. We're going to put it, we're going to go on the road show again eventually, give out free shirts. Uh, we're going to be at Refresh, a conference at Rocky Mountain in October. We're going to be at Calvary Aurora. We're going to be at a church near you soon enough. So we'll let you know uh, when we're giving away free tees bumper stickers and all that kind of stuff so we'll get it we'll get it all figured out and we'll put it out for you social media thanks for calling be at church tonight seven o'clock here at calvary first king 17 the life of elijah it's amazing love it love it love it god bless you guys we'll see you tonight here at calvary aurora at seven go to calvaryaurora.org for more info Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.